Be clear on what your value proposition is. Make sure that it's a value proposition that actually exists in the marketplace and be consistent in how you promote it. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain How important is having a marketing plan? What should a marketing plan include? And how should you measure the effectiveness of your marketing activities? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, Alex Macon. Alex, welcome to DMR. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be part of the program. Lovely. Well, thanks for joining us. Well, Alex is the Managing Director and Principal Founder of Seneca Marketing. Seneca were finalists in 2013 and 2014 in the Australian Marketing Institute's Awards for Marketing Excellence. So, Alex, you have been planning marketing activities for over 15 years now. Should a business implement marketing activities without having a long-term plan? Look, absolutely not. A long-term marketing plan enables a business and its owners to identify where they want to position that business into, into the future. The difficulty with undertaking marketing activities without a longer-term plan is that your short-term activities, while they may generate results, could actually jeopardise your business in the longer term. A classic example is retail, which uh, has been for quite a number of years, undergone very aggressive uh, price cutting, particularly with the advent of online, online stores. As a consequence, uh, retailers have often uh, entered a cycle of very vicious uh, price discounts, which have actually jeopardised their value over the longer term. It meant that retailers that at one stage used to promote very heavily their services and uh, a high standard of customer care have not been able to actually continue that value proposition over the longer term. And as a result, they're now the retailers that are struggling against uh, other lower cost competitors. A longer term marketing plan lets you ensure that you are able to actually deliver on your value proposition so that your short term activities actually strengthen your business and not weaken it over the longer term. Okay, so it's not only just important, it's absolutely essential. It absolutely is. Um, We see time and time again businesses that think that they are doing themselves value in the short term, only to see that once uh, their their short-term sales promotions, once uh, those cycles are complete, they've actually weakened uh, their positioning from there. A marketing plan is essentially a guide. It lets you identify where you are today, where you want to be next week, where you want to be over the next year and beyond. And it lets you identify the activities that actually enable you to achieve those goals. If you don't know what it is you want to achieve, it becomes almost impossible to be able to achieve it. So you talk about short term and long term there. Um, What is the shortest term marketing plan that a business actually needs? Look, we tend to work in 12-month cycles, so uh, we find that 12 months is a very good uh, indicator of a business being able to ride through particularly seasonal variations, cyclical variations. It enables a business to plan for a 12-month time frame, knowing uh, that there's probably times when, particularly if it's a seasonal product, that uh, there'll be a higher level of sales versus uh, other times of the year but enables a business to position itself across that full 12-month spectrum. 
and adjust as uh, you know seasonality and other variables come into play. Okay, so um, what exactly should go in a marketing plan then? A marketing plan needs to look at first and foremost uh, the core value proposition of a business. It's hard today to find a business that has no competitors. Even businesses that think they have no competitors will still have some form of competition. So it's important to identify what is your unique value proposition, what actually makes you unique relative to others that are providing similar products or services. The second aspect is your own products and services. How does that actually strengthen your value proposition? How does that enable you to differentiate yourself from competitors? Thirdly, it's the customer segments as well. Who is it that you're targeting? Is it the same segments that uh, your customers are trying to reach, the same target markets? Or are there other target markets that you can also identify that may have a similar use for your products and services? And then looking more broadly at the business context overall, you know, what are the strengths that can be leveraged into opportunities? Where are the areas that you need to safeguard against? Gone are the days when businesses could simply be reactive and just respond to market conditions. The marketing plan lets you undertake some proactive marketing, some proactive identification around who it is that your target markets are and the best methods of being able to reach them. Okay, I mean that all, So it's that, around Um yeah, sorry, that all makes a lot of sense there, having your core value proposition there, your products and services, your customer segments there. Um but um that all also seems to relate to your overarching business plan. Um is it not mm. necessary to have your um everyday marketing tactics within your plan as well? And the marketing tactics are where you really look at what marketing tools enable you to reach those outcomes. So marketing plan, and you're right, is almost a quasi-business strategic plan. It's around marketing actually working hand-in-hand with achieving those business goals. So, for example, if uh, your customer base is part of your local community, it's around looking at how best to reach those those local community members and what marketing tools best enable, enable you to reach those outcomes. If, you know, for example, you have a, an older demographic of customers, that's when you'd look at more traditional forms of marketing versus, say, the online space, where if uh, it's a product that has a high level of engagement, a younger customer base, we've done a lot of work in uh, the retail space here in Melbourne, we've been able to actually harness uh, digital marketing, particularly uh, Facebook and Instagram, to create uh, conversations. So it's around uh, really looking at what marketing tactics support uh, those overarching business, uh, the overarching business direction. Okay, uh, that, that's really interesting because um, I think a lot of businesses will tend to focus on tactics before they even think about who their core customer is. And um, they're, they're working on activities rather than really defining who their business is aiming at. And do you reckon that is probably the biggest mistake that businesses make nowadays? It certainly is, particularly where we're in an environment where there are continuous cost pressures. Ultimately, a consumer will want to receive a product or service at the lowest cost possible. By ensuring that you have a clear value proposition, you know, if you're a premium product versus a discount product, by understanding who your uh, ideal customers are, you're able to provide that value proposition in return. 
One of the classic examples I always come back to is a local cafe that uh, opened in the area, spent a fortune on uh, the fit-outs, spent a fortune on getting great quality coffee and food. But what he neglected to do was actually provide a budget for his marketing activities. So in the end, he was basically printing off leaflets on a black and white photocopier. And it jeopardised his value proposition. As a result, unfortunately, that cafe is no longer in existence. But it demonstrates how, unless you actually understand who your target customer base is, what it is that attracts them into your store, your business, to buy your products or services, you can actually do more damage than good. So what comes first then? Um, Do you need to define what you want your core value proposition to be? Or should you do research into the marketplace to see um, how many consumers and what types of consumers are out there and define your core proposition according to the opportunity? It's a bit of a chicken and egg, I guess. But (laughs) uh, ultimately, it's around understanding firstly that there is a market for your value proposition. So if you're a premium cafe and you're opening in a, say, a new part of, or a new suburb that doesn't necessarily have the market demographics, then clearly would indicate that there's probably better locations to establish yourself. But ultimately, it is around uh, using that research to verify that your value proposition will actually hold up in terms of who your target customers are and why it is that they actually want to purchase from you. And you also talk about customer segments but in the plural um, so it's completely all right then is it for a business to have multiple different co- customer segments um, for their products and services um, you don't think that a business should be just defining one segment and being as laser targeted as possible in terms of their customer profile it ultimately depends on the nature of the business but having a diverse approach to segments where, you know, obviously there'll be some commonalities between each market segment does enable a business to at least spread its risk so that it can reach, I guess, interrelated customer markets, but still ensure that there's some variation so that there is uh, essentially some safeguards if, uh, for example, a new competitor starts targeting their core customer base quite aggressively. Ah, right. Okay. Um, So you're... um giving yourself an opportunity there to um, um, not go out of business if a, if, if, if a competitor does come along and, and, and uh, is quite a, aggressive in your in your core market area. So so quite clever and quite protective there. And um, so that's um, defining your proposition as a business and um, your products and services. But uh, moving on um, to the actual activities themselves, um, how do you best define what marketing activities should be incorporated within your plan? And look, ultimately, that comes down to understanding what your core products or services are and who your core customer targets, mm. target markets are, and then looking at the, the use of the best marketing tools to reach uh, those segments. So uh, as an example, we've been working with uh, some retailers in a major shopping center. Uh, this uh, one vendor in particular is a frozen yogurt vendor. Uh, he approached us to increase sales over winter months. So looking at ways that he could actually ride the colder months so that he could uh, have that increase in sales back again over summer. 
what we did there was actually look at firstly given it's a physical location look at uh where he is situated in that shopping center and found that he was uh very in very close proximity to a major supermarket chain so we looked at uh basically activating the side of the store that had uh that was facing the supermarket chain with the aim of actually extending his market to reach uh, parents with young children so it became uh that side of the store became a lot more sort of bright in colouring while still being consistent with the overall branding, but being one that would actually be used to attract particularly parents with younger kids with the aim of giving sample cups and encouraging parents to learn more about the product and then ultimately purchase it for their kids. For uh, his existing customer targets, we looked at who they were and they tended to be high school children, particularly uh, high school girls and their networks of friends. So we looked at ways that we could harness the online space, particularly Facebook advertising, uh, Instagram. He had a very, the, his customers had a very active presence on Instagram and ways for them to encourage uh, the social networking aspect of uh, utilising that product. So we launched a frozen yogurt competition where they basically designed their own flavours, encouraged their friends to purchase those flavours and encouraged uh, that customer base being uh, the high school children to utilise their social networks to encourage other friends to purchase as well. So it's a good example of where there is the same product, but two different approaches depending as to who the target markets were. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Um, so a business has uh, moved through the steps. They've um, defined their core value proposition. They've obviously reviewed their products and services and uh, know exactly what their customer segments are. They've selected their chosen marketing activities. But how do you actually measure to see um, what marketing activity has had the biggest impact? How should you measure the effectiveness of each of these marketing activities? And look, ultimately it comes back to ensuring that that measurability is built in. And one of the, uh, I guess, criticisms of offline marketing versus online marketing is the ability to easily measure online marketing relative to offline. But uh, ultimately, if it is a traditional, say, brochure or leaflet campaign, you can actually embed uh, tracking codes in there or simply ensure that your customer service staff are asking people how they heard about uh, the business. And also bear in mind that if you're a professional services business, you know, if you're doing a lot of conference speaking, a lot of uh, workshop facilitation, then some of that may actually generate results in the longer term as well. Ultimately, it's around ensuring that there's a number of touch points with, with your customers. So you can't just rely on one leaflet alone, you know, one Facebook advertisement, one uh, presence on Google AdWords. It's often that combination of approaches. Okay, so combination of approaches, um, having things like um, coupon numbers on physical leaflets as well, and I guess also ensuring that um, everyone in the business, especially customer service, um, is aware to ask the right questions. Um, where did you hear about us? And um, know what kind of marketing activities are ongoing at, at that present moment in time um, so that um, they can assist you with the tracking of the t activities as well. Absolutely, and uh, customer service staff, the frontline staff, are essential in any uh, particularly retail environment, but even in any sort of business where you know it's your frontline staff that are often the first people on the phone. Every time someone interfaces or contacts your business, their approach is leaving an impression. So you want to ensure that your frontline staff are 
on board with your marketing approach? Yeah, if uh, you know, you're a high quality product, your frontline service staff need to reinforce an impression. So you know, if you're a high-end uh, furniture retailer, your approach would be quite different to, say, a mass market retailer like IKEA. Right, okay. Um, well, that's a lot of um, good information with regards to actually how to plan a marketing app campaign. But let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business? Ultimately, uh, CRM, uh, a customer relationship management software. You, we use a modified version of VTiger, which is an open source uh, CRM system. But all our project management, all our tracking, all our uh, calendar events, contact information is within that software system. If that was taken away from us, uh, we'd be in dire straits indeed. <laughs> and a slightly more challenging question. Uh, what software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? Look, ultimately, in uh, the case of where we are, looking at uh, some of the marketing automation uh, systems that are currently being uh, developed, so ways that we can basically connect our CRM system, which is utilised essentially for our internal purposes, but uh, provide that uh, ability to interface that with some of the external marketing communications that we're delivering on behalf of clients. So that layer of sort of marketing automation, which uh, is a really exciting space, I believe. Mm. And uh, any particular tools spring to mind that you've heard of that um, you're intending on taking a look at at some point? Look, at this stage, we've taken an evaluative approach to those tools, but there's quite a few in the social media space that uh, we're actively watching. Mm. Okay, so no no firm one that you love at the moment, just lots of options and um, watch the space. <laughs> Absolutely. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Look, I think like any business, it's that excitement of starting a business where uh, you really need to ensure that you go back to those first principles around business planning. So ensuring particularly an online presence uh, matches your offline presence, as an example. I think far too many businesses, and you know, I've been in the same place when I started this business five years ago, you get caught up in the excitement of starting a business that uh, you don't necessarily start at the, at the real beginning. Okay, um, so you get excited about the, the fact that you are in business rather than actually just doing the logical um, planning of what you should be doing on a day-to-day -day basis, really? Absolutely, yes. Okay, and bringing it back to the present, what marketing activity is working best for you at the moment? We find uh, that certainly keynote speaking at conferences uh, work exceptionally well for us. Uh, we've positioned ourselves as knowledge leaders in the, in the strategic marketing space, and that's certainly a platform that we use quite effectively. In terms of uh, the shorter-term tactics, uh, Google AdWords and uh, search engine uh, marketing has been quite effective in terms of traffic uh, through to our website and then ultimately converting into sales. The this or that round. This is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Ready to go? Absolutely. Email or Twitter? Email. 
Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one. Paid search or SEO? Paid. Email contact form or telephone number? Telephone. Website or app? A website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email. And local marketing or global marketing? Local. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Look, we'd measure that on uh, search engine marketing, particularly Google's remarketing. The nature of our business being strategic marketing, it's a longer decision-making process and really it's the reinforcement after someone's been to our website, after they've established contact, that ultimately assists us in closing the sale. So that would be 10,000 invested very significantly into Google AdWords and particularly the remarketing end of Google's products. We'd measure that ultimately through conversions and we have fairly uh, advanced tracking through uh, our website and the remarketing aspect. Okay, so measure it in terms of conversions. Um, Is that in terms of um, leads being gathered or um, in terms of products and services actually being sold? That would be products and services being sold. Okay, and um, do you um, have leads um, as as a target within the process as well? Do you... um, seek to capture names and email addresses prior to actually making a sale? Yes, we do. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we have a fairly active uh, weekly email newsletter bulletin, uh, Seneca Snippets, that goes out on a weekly basis to capture those leads. As I mentioned, you know, we're, strategic marketing, we're a strategic marketing agency. The decision-making process in, from initial inquiry to final purchase can be up to three months, depending as to the nature of the business. So ultimately, it's around that ongoing contact during that cycle. And also ensuring that when someone has visited our website, when they've interacted with us online, that there is that reinforcement afterwards as well. Lovely. Okay. Well, I mean, you've obviously done an awful lot of training and um, and speaking on on marketing strategy in the past. Um, and I see that you've also published a video called "Best Practices for Developing Effective Marketing Strategies and Plans." Um, so, if it's okay with you, I'll also embed that video um, within um, the. Uh, the, the magazine that we publish as well, so it'll give people an opportunity to to find out more about your approach to marketing. Yeah, absolutely. We have a marketing self online self assessment as well, so I'd be happy to make that available to your subscribers as well. Yeah, sure. No, sounds great. You know, just just pop me the link to that, and I'll I'll share it with um with uh, digital marketing radio readers and listeners. Sounds great. Excellent. My number one takeaway. So you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Be clear on what your value proposition is. Make sure that it's a value proposition that actually exists in the marketplace and be consistent in how you promote it. Be clear and consistent. Um, a great couple of tips there. Um, so, Alex, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus and your willingness to give back. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about what you do and um, um, just get in touch with you? 
Yeah, they can get in touch with us via our website at cynicamarketing.com.au and uh, certainly happy to have some further discussions. Sounds great. Well, thank you again. Pleasure. Thank you. Digital Marketing Radio. Digital